Where the spirits flow, the ammo is dry, and there's always a badass with a story the world needs to hear. Welcome, one and all, Bourbon Bullets and Badasses. We are back for another episode. Big Jake, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Well, better than I deserve. <laughs> right. We had a we had a special little friend show up, didn't we, Jake? That's right. Yeah. Chris, why don't you introduce yourself? So I'm Chris. I uh, work at the local liquor store, currently yeah. managing it. Good friend to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you brought some goodies for us. We'll get into that here in a minute, but uh, little little taste of Japan. Yeah. Oh yes, I know. Yeah, we're. Mm. So uh, let's do this in the proper, safe order, unlike we did on another episode. Yeah, you know, we <laughs> kind of did things backwards before, didn't we? Uh, what you what you bring to to show the world here? So I have made here in the USA, handmade. A Henry repeating rifle, a 22 long lever action. It is their base entry model. It's not engraved or any one of the the custom series that they offer, but it's they impress me. Rifle. They impress me. Yeah. My father gave that to me for Christmas when Bush was in office for the final year, and that sat on the shelf at Walmart for ninety nine dollars. Oh wow. Obama took office, and that gun became $499. Are you kidding? <laughs> I am not. Wow. That gun was the same price as a Ruger 10 bolt action. And I have kept it. Now, my grandfather, which I will probably inherit, actually has a custom engraved silver edition. And uh, my other grandfather actually has the 44, uh, 410 lever action. And let's just say John Wayne was an amazing actor because there's no way you fired that thing from the hip. Hmm. You'd have done three 360s if you'd have fired it from the hip like you saw him in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have watched a bigger man try and shoot that thing, and it about took his arm off. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that, it, this actually kind of reminds me of the very first gun I got. It was my 12th birthday. Uh, my grandfather gave me a Marlin Model 22, and when I moved out of the Austin area, it uh, the skies opened up. No, it was uh, it was covered up in a closet that we did not completely clean out. Mm. And when we left that house, we left. Yeah, I understood. And I even had a neighbor go in there. When I realized it was missing, it was gone. Yeah. So I lost the very first gun I got. But I do have something to show you. Now, I will say I was given that as a gift and come from a long line of sharpshooters. Talked about that earlier at the store. Yeah. I actually tried to bench sight that in, and it drew to the left. Hmm. So I contacted Henry Repeating, and they said, no problem. We will make this right. Mail it back to us. And they did. So that is my actual reissue, and that barrel is as straight as can be. And how long had you had it? Oh, I 
so that was Christmas. I probably didn't fire it until May. So with, within six months. Right. But they said, we don't care. We'll fix it. Awesome. We, we will make this right. And they said, yeah, sure enough. Because I didn't know why it was firing off. I hmm. just knew I had put it on a bench vice and I could not zero it. Huh. I was like, uh, I'm not using a scope. I'm just trying to use iron sights, but I'm not this bad of a shot. My groupings are tight off center. And uh, they mailed it back and mailed it with a certificate. Said, yes, that we found the barrel to be warped and we replaced it. Free of charge. They covered shipping and everything. They ran back. So I, I was like, you know what? I like these guys. No, so they stand good. by their product. Yeah. They will fix it. That's right. Stand by what you make. That's it. Be proud of it. My first gun uh, was a hunting rifle. My dad gave me it was a three hundred three British, and he, he hunted with it when he was young, and gave it to me when I was I don't know thirteen, fourteen, and I've sh- I shot it forever. Recently, uh, probably about six years ago, took it out to a range. A buddy of mine had just had bought a M one Garand, mm-hmm. uh, like with a match barrel. I mean, he spent like two grand on this M one Garand. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. I got a three hundred three. Let's go shoot open sights and see what happens. Hmm. And so, brought it out there, and he's like, hey, you want to shoot my M one? I'm like, absolutely. Shot it, and I was getting hundred yards open sights. You know, about a fish size. Nice, group. nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was on a bench, so you know. Yeah. But it was great. I, I took my three hundred three and I. I hadn't shot the 303 in probably years at that mm-hmm. point and I, I mean it was it, it was a three foot circle yeah <laughs> I mean, it was hitting paper not hitting paper like and i'm on a bench i said there's something wrong with this the, the, you know the, i don't know you know maybe just storage just moving the, it or storing it yeah store, like, maybe okay. over the years maybe a, got a hot summer maybe yep. warped the barrel maybe something but i'm like okay this one's just gonna sit on the shelf now yeah yeah Oh, this one I've got right here, the Freedom Ordnance FX9, 9mm, pistol caliber pistol. carbon, 8-inch barrel. Pistol, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My goal is a uh, a 12-gauge double pump shotgun. Really? Double pistol grip. Ooh, I, I saw a picture of one. Like you come through my house, that's like a, what you will be staring at. Like a bullpup type? or mm-hmm. a, Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. You come inside, that's what you'll be staring at. Awesome. But if you get past that, I will use my katana because the cops don't ask why you stop to reload. So I will never be charged with murder to the second degree because I stopped to reload. Hmm. That katana just keeps swinging until you hit the ground. Oh, my. Well, this I have found that my wife and my stepdaughter, the 14-year-old, both absolutely love shooting that. It takes Glock mags any size. But she's just butter to shoot. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Is that is that uh, internally suppressed barrel, too, or is that just a kind of a fake? Uh, yeah, suppressor? yeah, it's a faux, it's, faux suppressor on it. Yeah, it's just a heat depression. So you can hold up here without uh, burning. No, he's here. talking about the, the fake suppressor on the end. But that does come off. That, that will screw off of there. Yeah. And you can actually put a real suppressor on there. Nice. Yeah, my uh, my granddad, the the one that was a licensed arms buyer and seller in Texas, had an AR-15, and uh, first time I ever shot it, he went, "Oh wait!" When he realized what I was aiming at, but by that time I had already. It was one of those shoot and sees, those little diamond plate. Put a hole in it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. First round. Ding. First round. <laughs> oh. Yeah. By the time he saw me, he went, so I, I kept it as a souvenir. It's got a good old nickel-sized hole in there. And everyone's like, oh, how many times? I said, first round. But what? So, yeah. Don't don't mess with me. Oh, <laughs> You're going to die tired. Right. Yeah, it turns out the kid, she's actually a pretty good shot. Women are very good shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend I'm dating currently worked at the prison and said she's surgical with a shotgun, but... She and I have yet to make it to the range together, and I want to see if I can met, match her. Because I know I'm a shot. My, I was nine years old, and my granddad's brother, my great uncle, put a bread in my hand and gave me seven rounds, and I put four through center mass at a shooting range. He said, I'm done. I got nothing to teach you. Yeah. My daughter, my 12-year-old, has shot that Henry repeater and second round, she got target. Nice. So that's it. Second round. She ever shot out of anything ever. Nice. That same free hand standing up. Had a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Raise them right, man. That's it. Welcome to America. Better yet. Yeah. Welcome to Texas. That's (laughs) it. We will secede draw the line in the sand and we'll sell you the oil. That reminds me, there was a friend of mine from high school, and he he hated Texas. He had been there since junior high, and I then met don't him. come here. Well, yeah, but there was a reason he hated him. When they moved from West Virginia, mm-hmm. yeah, they drove, pulling all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. The moment they crossed the state line into Texas, somebody comes blowing by them on I-10, cuts them off, slams on the brakes, they get a real close look at the back, and it has a bumper sticker on the back that says, Welcome to Texas. Now get the hell out. And then the car took off. <laughs> and from that moment, he hated Texas. Wow. He didn't catch on? <laughs> yeah. You know what? His parents his parents still live down the road in spring. Nice. Beautiful, they, beautiful place. They're good people. He's a bit of a sociopath. I haven't spoken to him in uh, 20 years. Well, no. About 15 years. That's a good friendship. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to have anything to do with him. He's he's insane. Well, there's levels of insane. Cause I don't think the way most people do. I'm a very, very free thought, but um, I, I pride myself on being different. He still lives in the 80s when it comes to music, will not listen to anything new. He does karaoke for the 80s what? music. What? He's never heard Ozzy? Hmm. He... No, no, I'm talking like, uh, we're talking Inya. No, Diary of a Madman. No, Diary of a Madman. No More Tears was 1992. True, yeah. Fantastic album. Park at the Moon was a few years earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I'm talking like Uh, New Wave, Techno, and stuff like that. But he also... Also, he knows Disco Duck by heart. He gets uh, very attached to women who... Simply say hello to him. <laughs> like, obsessed. Un, yeah, stalky. Un, unhealthily. Yeah. yeah. Very, very stalky. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough about bad people for the moment. You boys ready for a drink? Heck yeah. All right. House choice. I, man, I'm 
I'm torn to get into some of the stuff you brought, Chris. But mm-hmm. gonna, you want to go over what's on the table? Yeah, you know, let's go over what you. And you know what? All you're, right, you're the bourbon guy. So y'all can't see what we have on the table, but we have Nika coffee, not coffee like a coffee infusion. Coffee. It, it is just coffee is the last name of the man who brought the stills from Scotland over into Jap- Japan. Coffee with an E-Y. Right. Then I have regular old Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack off the shelf, but paired next to that, I actually have a small sample vial of Jack Daniels, the very first pour. There's got to be a story there, because... You know, you didn't get it out of the back end of somebody's trunk. So they yeah, got this little vial. No, uh, it, it <laughs> actually came from my regional manager, and he has a beautiful collection of things that you would just dream to hear about. And he gave me that. I didn't ask. He just said, hey, you want a couple of samples of stuff? I said, sure, sure, sure. And, of course, all the samples he gives me is stuff I will never be able to buy or afford ever. One of my favorites he gave me, I, I polished it off, was a Glimmerangie, a scotch, but it was a one-off casting that was out of print six years ago, and mm. it was absolute brown sugar in a jar. Oh, oh it was delicious. Uh, I also have regular Basil Hayden, the straight uncut bourbon. I have a Yamazaki 12 single yeah, malt. That one. Ooh. From the House of Satori. I also have, from the House of Satori, Habiki Harmony, which is a blend of 24 different whiskeys, aged anywhere from 15 to 30 years. So it has an average of closer to 20. And is that the one with that really pretty decanter, too? Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the Habiki has a 24-sided decanter to represent each blend. Very beautiful. Gorgeous decanter. Now, that Yamazaki, okay, look, the Hibiki smells wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, to me, yeah. it's very neutral, like Buffalo Trace, with a hint of apple, is what I picked up. So, if you like Buffalo Trace, try the Hibiki Harmony. Yeah, but that Yamazaki. Oh, that Yamazaki. Yeah, it, it, there is so the Japanese, much coming out of that. The Japanese have always had the mindset, if you're going to do it, overdo it. I, I do catch the apple. Yeah. And it, the taste is phenomenal. And so when they overdo it, they were in love with scotch, but importing it became so difficult at times that they just made it themselves. And so we have Yamazaki 12, a single malt. It is not considered a scotch because it did not come from Scotland, but it is in the vein of everything Scotland makes. Now, everything I've brought out here uh, over the past few weeks, I've actually purchased at your store. Yes, yes. Twin Liquors in Conroe. That's it. And we don't have a sponsor. Also, to note, you did purchase the Legent. So that is a collaboration between the head master distiller at Fred and No at Jim Bean. And I can't even begin to pronounce his name, the master distiller from the House of Satori. We'll give that a go, Jake. It's the one on bottom. The, the, the name. Uh, by your thumb? Turn. Yep. Shinzi Fukio. Close enough. That's better than I'd have got. 
I think that's about what I got out of it. But yeah, he is because Jim Bean is the importer from all things Satori. So any of the, the Japanese from Satori that is stateside was brought over by Jim Bean. Yeah. So they did a collaboration of their master distillers. And we've already mentioned the Buffalo Trace, which, oh, wait a minute. You know, you mentioned a. I don't see it. No, it's it's neutral. Oh. Because it's a very high wheat. Oh, it okay. is less than 10% rye on mash bill number two. It's even hard to smell. Yeah. Right. So it's so neutral. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. And the Weller does have a distinct like vanilla smell. Yeah, the Weller. But it is 100% wheat. Oh, that's 100% wheat? That is 100% wheat. That is why people have gotten jealous and Woodford actually has a full wheat edition. And some of the other companies have started to, to jump on that full wheat, no rye or any other grain in the mash bill. Well, hold on. It can't technically be called a bourbon mm-hmm. if it, it has to have fifty-one percent wheat. Oh, I thought it was fifty-one percent corn. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, is that a does it say bourbon or does it, it say it says the original weeded bourbon? Huh. I, I'm told that it's a hundred percent wheat for that mash bill. I'll be. But yeah, you're right. It does say bourbon, so it would need to be corn. But yeah. it may just be a corn, bourbon, uh, corn, wheat, and nothing else. Gotcha. Uh, Wheated so, bourbon. Right. There we go. So Buffalo Trace does have 10% rye, which is not bad. Blanton's has a 15% rye. It is a separate mash bill. Now we got one more that I picked up today, the Clyde Maze, which none of us have tried yet. Right. And got a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good scent to it. Oh, you haven't even smelled it yet, have you? I have not. Non-chilled filter. Okay. Recipe number two. Gotta get that bottle, that pop. That's right. ASMR. Again. <laughs> what are you getting out of that? A little bit of vanilla, so it probably has some uh, a lot of wheat to it. And then last but not least, one that I got picked up from you a couple weeks ago. Phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. The Balcones lineage. The Balcones out of Waco, Texas. And they use a lot of corn. Texas single malt whiskey. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at the bottle, for anyone listening... All the bottles Balcones produces have the black wax seal, except for the Balcones Lineage, which is a brand new release, released at beginning of August, and the original Balcones Single Malt. Those both have a red wax because they went up against Whiskies of the World in a blind taste test and beat out all of Scotland. Uh-oh. You're talking 200 years of distilleries. And they won on their first outing. Out of Waco, Texas. Out of Waco, Texas. You know, so the, the thing of it is, no offense to anyone else, we found a use for our humidity. <laughs> so and the, the, reason, the reason Buffalo Trace and Weller are seven and eight year old 
and taste like they're 10 and 12, it's because they steam heat the warehouse over the winter so that there's no loss of season like all the other companies may do that don't heat the warehouses. That seven year is actually closer to what a 14 year would be like because they, they heat in the winter. So it's always under heat. Balconies doesn't heat the warehouse, but a Texas winter can swing 40 degrees, 30 at night and 70 during the day. And that barrel is just expanding and contracting and all the liquid is going into the barrel and out as mm. much as our, our eight year is so much vastly darker than anyone else's eight year because it's going into the barrel and out. And that's, what makes Texas bourbons so different? And uh, yeah, and some of the stuff you led me on to, like the the lineage is proofed down a little bit. It's forty seven percent, but the Balcony single malt is fifty three percent. So it's a hundred and six proof, but you can drink it straight, neat and tidy. No no need for ice or a chaser. It is just that smooth, and this is just on par with that now see jake this is what we needed it, 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 we needed him here yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely all right shall we yes what do you want house choice i know i'm wondering if i should go cheap and then go big or just start at the top you know what if you if you go with the good stuff first, everything else is going to be subpar afterwards. So we can try this. We can try the gentleman Jack. Okay. And do a side by side. Yeah, I did look into your glassware. That that looks about like what I, I looked up. So I'm using the Glen Karen, and Jake is using the Glen Karen, and Mr. Shannon himself with his fancy glass is using the Nolan. Norlin whiskey glass. Uh, they're amazing. Mm. Okay, now you're, you've got your Glen Karen. You're familiar with the nose you get out of that. Now, check the nose out of that. See, and... I don't want to ruin it, but I, I, I have my nose. The, they are different. I do, I do, I see what you mean about I pick up the ethanol. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I understand that. But I picked up something in there that I actually taste more of in this one. But I'm, I'm not going to ruin it. Hmm. So I'm getting some kind of apple or something. So for me, it's still burning, so it has a long finish. Yeah. Um, Puts a little tingle on the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. That and being the first pour as well. I'm just going to put a small little bit of water to see if it opens up. I might do the same. I ain't doing that to the other stuff. No, no need. You? Yeah. Big Jake's a little, uh, 
He's got a little more. Yeah, yeah. He's got a little more, a little more oomph to him than than my skinny. So it did. It did change the flavor a little bit. It did open up. Threw a little honey in there. Yeah, some sweetness. It's almost fruity on the nose. I did pick that up. Yes. I can describe which one, but I don't taste it. No, I, I don't taste what I'm I smelling. I don't. There's no complexity. There's no layers. It's just one flavor mm-hmm. and a little burn. Jake, Jake is shaking his head. He concurs. Yep, yep. It's it's simple. It's, it's simple. So, and and that is part of their process because this is double chill filtered. So they've stripped out complexity and flavors. Most unfortunate. They hmm. do that just to make it kind of smoother. A smooth, yes, yeah. yes. So that to me, I'm glad I got the small bottle. I'm glad I paid half as much and didn't get the full bottle. I've had it six months, and you see how much of a dent I put in it. Yeah. Which isn't much. I, I Yeah, it's still very close to the top. Hmm. Now, I will pour from the first batch. Yeah, not nearly as much. Because you don't have much of that. Ah, this is what it's for. This is what rare bourbon is for. Rare bourbon is for popping the cork and sharing. Hmm. Anyone who comes into my store and says, oh, I have five bottles of these, then you don't need another one. <laughs> Open the ones you got and let's go. Oh, did you seriously just polish off your batch number one? Yeah. It's supposed to be shared. That's a hell of a man right there, isn't it? Cheers. So... Nose, is it different? Kind of, kind yeah. of the same, but a little stronger. A little stronger. A little stronger. A little more floral. Not yes. as much as that ethanol. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that could be because it's, what, been a release over 20 years ago. Was 2000 was around when it was released, so... That, oh, this is this right here is twenty years old. Yes. Ooh. You can't get any more of this, can you? Probably. Hmm. That's Jake That's eyes way different. Jake eyes just lit up. <laughs> wow. That is what I mean by if this was bottled today, I would be a fan. Oh. Now do you taste the apple? Yeah. Now you taste the apple that you smelled. Whereas before, you smelled it, but you didn't taste it. Yeah, I, there was a heavy smell of apple, but I, mean, I wasn't. I wasn't going to reveal that because I didn't want to put that in your head. Oh no, that's what was in my head. I didn't just didn't say it out loud. But you didn't taste it until now. Yeah. Right? That is the difference between when the recipe started and what you can buy on the shelf today. And I hate to say that. But that's what happens when you come up with a new recipe as a large consumer and you're just making it out to push. Hmm. Wow. If yeah. I could find this, I would buy it. Oh, yeah. No, I'd buy the this The flavor day. and complexity is there. Even though it's the same bottle, same process, 
they took more time to perfect this one and then rush that one to market afterwards. And that is night and day different, isn't it? It yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, there is no burn in this. Because I, I had had this, I had had this for about four months until someone put this sample in my hand and I said, I have to do a side by side. I've already got this. Hmm. And I was just like, I'll never go back. There's no way you'll get me to drink that after this. <laughs> oh, that is good, isn't it, Jay? It's very good. Don't put water in that. No, you no. Don't, you don't need it. Uh-uh. The flavor is there. It, it's like a crisp, fresh apple. It's like a honey crisp. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. My wife loves those. The kids love them, too. Actually, pretty good apples. But. So, that was my surprise. Mm. We great, thank you. Great way to start the tasting. With just a, a scale of how things can change over time. Yeah. For the good or for the bad. And how it changes between batches. Yes. It's and so, that's what I tell people about Blanton's. They always come in, well, I've never had it. I, I tell them, look, go try it at a, a, a restaurant. Go try it at a bar. Because Blanton's, every bottle is from a single barrel. The likelihood that you will ever get two barrels the same are nil. Now, that being said, I actually tasted a little airplane. I wasn't impressed. Hmm. It is not worth the chase, the hype. It's I've been quoted anywhere from $140 a bottle to $250 a bottle and asked for $400 a bottle for a $60 on the shelf bottle. But I don't like it because every bottle is different. You'll never replicate. So if you get that one, that cherry, it might be a pecan next time and you wanted that cherry. So that's why I tell people, go try it, but don't chase it. Yeah. And to note, when I bring over my Buffalo Trace, I actually prefer the regular, everyday Buffalo Trace on the shelf. Which is what I have here. Which is what you have. And I enjoy it. I have a one liter that it, I had to go to six stores two years ago to find a single bottle sitting on the shelf. And I'd ask, because it is on the allocation list, so I'd ask, hey, do you have Buffalo Trace? No, never seen it. And I had the privilege, because I was working at the store, I could look up inventory for local stores that I could drive to. Nothing. I actually found it at a Specs, paid retail price, but I had gotten a bottle from the store from uh, that I worked for at Twins that is a store pick. Hmm. So what is inside my bottle is actually not blended like all the rest are. It is actually a single barrel. So it is the closest thing you're going to get to Blanton's without the price and the name. Because I, I paid you know $26 on the shelf. It wasn't a $60 bottle. But my coworker opened his and I tried it. I didn't like it. I actually preferred the regular commercial release because you get all those barrel tastes. Barrel A and barrel B might be in different warehouses and they age differently. And they know this. That's why they have so many different labels. They know the sweet spots in the warehouse. And 
Uh, and that's the point of a master distiller. Right. And if you'll watch, uh, it's on Hulu. It's called Neat. Amazing, amazing documentary about bourbon and the bourbon trail. It's a great documentary. Well, you know what? I've got an audio book I'll send you. The History of Bourbon. And uh, so, I mean, it, it, it doesn't always have to be now to that same vein. I also have an Eagle Rare that is a twin pick. I've had Eagle Rare. Took me five stores to find one of those. $30. I paid full retail. Again, found it out of specs. I got mine uh, about a year later for the twin pick. I bought one of the pints behind the counter, and I bought the full-size bottle. So I said, I'll stash the bottle, and I'll drink off the pint. That is probably the second bottle of bourbon I've ever finished. Oh, my God. I will never go back to the regular Eagle Rare. Hmm. A Eagle Rare single barrel is phenomenal. I'm, I'm ruined. I can't go back. <laughs> no, I, 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 I finish a bottle rather... Rather on a regular basis. There's a bunch of bottles on the shelf in there. We're going to have to set aside a whole weekend if I bring my, my E.H. Taylor over. Because it is absolute candy. Mm-hmm. And it is a bottled and bond, 100 proof. And Colonel E.H. Taylor is also the one who started the bottled and bond act in Congress. Phenomenal. This is my favorite. Well, we'll catch some of the stuff that we that's not here another day. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with some stuff, something that none of us has tried. The legit, legit. Oh, that's good. Yep. Thanks. Something to consider for anyone loving the journey and may want to get into the industry or anything like that. There is actually a W set, which is a training and education, and you can actually they offer it now. It is used to it was just for wine. Now they do W set for spirits, and you can be a level one. And they will teach you the you know the basics of what is each and what makes the difference, why nothing else can be called scotch that it's outside of, and, and things like that. Something to, to consider for anyone loving this journey. And I'm literally just beginning. So it's very sweet on the nose. Mm-hmm. Even with my ethanol. To me, I get like a licorice. Yeah, I was going to say maybe a little caramely. Yeah, like candy. It, yeah. uh, very much like, not so much like candy corn. Right. Because I've got some that'll, that'll give you that for sure. See if you get a notice, notice a difference. So that was like a cinnamon. Like, like, a, like a red hot. That was very interesting change. Now, you're going to taste that out of that glass. Because you've mentioned the licorice and the cinnamon. Shannon's got a magic glass. That's all there is to it. Well, when you pay $8 versus 40 right? Yeah. yeah. 
I broke one of them, dropped it in my bathroom sink, rinsing it out, Oof. and it shattered. I about cried. So, this is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and it is finished in a sherry cast. So that that different licorice is probably due to that sherry finish. That's probably where that comes in. It's a very unique taste. Are you licking your glass? He's licking the rim of his glass. But look, when he holds it up into the light, you can see the legs. Mm -hmm. The legs on a go very, very long. But the finish, it's not a very long finish. I would say it's a, a medium to short finish. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was getting a hint of sweet on the tip of my tongue. That's why I was doing oh. that because I got just a, a weird hint of sweet right on the tip of my tongue. That Again, that sherry cast. Oh, yeah. It's a mellow sweetness, too. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Hmm. You know, Smooth. I, doesn't burn. Yeah, we definitely got to have Chris back. <laughs> Chris knows his bourbons, man. Hey, he's, he's got the knowledge that we need on the show. I know a few. I mean, I, I can talk politics and bash people uh, who do wrong all day long. But this, I'm just learning. Oh, don't get me wrong. I only just started a year ago. You've only been working there a year? Yeah. What were you doing before? I was actually manufacturing soda cans for the last 12 years. So any Dr. Pepper, Pepsi... Uh, any of the private labels from HEB or anything like that, I made. Seven hmm. Up. Uh, oh, okay. All the the local brewery, uh, Southern Stars and Stripes from Conroe. We printed all those cans. So the blonde, blonde bombshell, believe it or not, is not a. <laughs> you want to hear the funny one? Go look at a Pepsi can. Go look at a mug root beer and tell me what color the eyes are for the dog. I haven't heard I didn't this. know there was a dog. I didn't know there was a dog. So on, on the mug root beer, he's got the bulldog. Really? Mm-hmm. Never noticed. You're probably thinking of Barks. No, I've never okay. noticed. Okay. Well, the funny part is, and, and anyone who's in the industry or looks carefully can tell, uh, don't. You have to compare the can. Don't don't look at the cellophane wrap on the two liter bottle. That that'd be different. But there's actually no eyes. It is a blank portion, but whatever shirt or or surrounding you're wearing is what will reflect his eyes. Believe it or not, the dog is actually four different colors overlaid, much like a newspaper. Okay. Lithography. Yeah. So if you unfurl the can at the top, you'll actually see dash marks. Mm -hmm. And the printers are capable of eight colors simultaneously. Hmm. Gorgeous, gorgeous artwork for the first run. And then after that, it looks like mush because <laughs> the plates get expanded and ugh, they look like mush. The hard cans to run was those... Jurassic Park cans for Dr. Pepper. The ones that had like the T-Rex on the side. Mm. There was actually no brown ink on that can. Well, of course not. But the way the black and the yellow and the maroon laid on top of each other, it made it look like a, a brown skin T-Rex. 
Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What am I doing wrong? No, nothing. I'll finish it. Does your glass have a leak in it? What yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. You sure that's not the one you dropped? Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a straw? Yeah. I think I got to Yeah. It's evaporating into my mouth. All right. Before I get too toasty, I'm wanting to go straight to the top, brother. All right. I really want to. I, want I to think. The Yamazaki. That's the one that it just hit my nose. So I propose, would you like to do like the dueling Buffalo Trace compared to the Habiki? Because I, I feel they're very similar. Okay. Or do you want to do Balconies compared to Yamazaki? Ooh. Because those are both a single malt. Oh. You know what? I Let's go Balconies, Yamazaki. What about you? I, I'm going to nurse this guy for a little while. Oh, shit. Dude, you got like one mile to drive home. I know, right? <laughs> and 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 if it comes down to it, Laura can take you home. This is why I had a big dinner before I came. <laughs> Lots of fried chicken. Oh, yeah, good greasy. Uh, oh, exactly, yeah. it absorbs quickly. Hey, you know we got some cheese balls over there. He's good. <laughs> he likes his position. Oh, you like cheese balls? I might do a little of that Nika after I'm done with this. Oh, okay. Okay. Just to try it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he wanted the, the Nika Kofé. Yeah, because we still got stuff to talk about. Oh, yes. You know what? Let's go ahead and get started on that. We'll I'll let you read it. Let you guys nurse. I'm done. I'm ready to go. Oh, you're ready to go? Yeah. All right. So, do you want to do at the same time, or do you want to do opposing? Opposing? I have not had Balcones lineage, but I have had Balcones single malt, and I thought it was fantastic oh and obviously i've had this i, I that's it. true you've had that i've had this let's swap to start okay. what do you think is that what you're proposing yeah yeah since we don't have two separate glasses each to do a side by side yeah i'm just a damn truck driver i don't i'm not made of money all right I'm not going to go as heavy on the pour. Oh, no, you're fine. Oh, that's right. It's just a top. It's just meant to be shared. Oh, no, I don't want to get toasted. Well, mine's a little stronger than, than yours. It's, I'm at 47, and you're at 43%. Hmm. But, yes, that nose. So, explain that nose. Oh. I, Especially with your glass. I'm curious what you, what you pick up. I... I smell like I, I, okay, I feel like I'm walking out of a rose garden into uh, an orchard. Yeah, I, I'll say I, I pick up those floral notes, yeah. I don't, I, I don't catch any kind of real heavy spice in it. I, it just it it's so complex. It's hard to to describe. There's Very just, complex. There's so much happening. The flavors will wow you. Hmm. I couldn't build it up enough to match the what you're about to taste. Okay, before I taste, what okay. are you getting? Musty, 
like leather. Yeah. A little bit of sweetness. That's probably the, the corn mash bill. Okay, my 14-year-old gave that a whiff. Mm-hmm. First thing she said, it smells like a shoe shop. The leather, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I said, like leather? And she goes, yeah, but it's still sweet. And I said, like butterscotch? And she goes, yeah. So you want to hear this craziest story that I have? Sure. So as soon as I took over the store, I took over a year ago to the month, the newest thing on the market was screwball peanut butter whiskey. And I was just like, I can't. No, I, I, I have not been interested. I can't. I just, I hated it out of principle. Well, as much as I love whiskey, and I, as much as I absolutely love peanut butter, no. Sounds British. Uh, no, it was, it was an, uh, he actually won uh, Whiskeys of the World Best New Invention. Just the name, I mean. Something, yeah, something, yeah, Screwball. Something it, dumb that they would make up. Definitely has a, a black sheep on it for sure. Right. So we did get it in a bottle with a damaged lid, so we couldn't sell it. It was a broken seal. On the nose, I would swear to you, if I was blindfolded, that you would be holding up a bucket of popcorn drenched in movie butter. On the nose. Sounds disgusting. I love movie popcorn. But on the taste, it was a nice, smooth whiskey with a hint of peanut butter. Hmm. But the nose did not represent the taste. And I was like, why Why does this smell good? What's why is this thing right now? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, and you know I what? wanted to hate it out of spite. Let, let, let's he, uh, tangent real quick. Yeah. Uh, no segue. I'm not good at it. Uh, now, I have brought this up to my family. Every one of them is disgusted by the thought of it. I have had it. And it is beyond amazing. It is like mana from heaven. Okay. Peanut butter, bacon, milkshake. No. And the funny part is that's exactly what people buying the screwball do. They take it. They put it in a, a glass, kind of like our, our Glen Karens, put a scoop of ice cream in there, let it melt a little bit, stir it, and then they have a, uh, like a toffee coating on their ice cream. Oh. And I had the biggest boy about clear my shelf. He raked five bottles in, and he said, I'll be at the register. <laughs> he came in five days later for another one. Wow. I actually got some Bluebell French vanilla uh, yeah, yeah. A, a couple months ago, and I poured a shot of whiskey over it, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. So one of the hardest things to get in my store is Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. Because it's still on the allocation list. I've ordered it and ordered it and ordered it. But it, it shows up about three times a year. What is bourbon cream? Like a, an Irish Bailey's cream. Kind oh, of, dear God. But it's Buffalo Trace. Okay, you got to let me know when that comes in because yeah, that sounds, get yeah, lady in there. That sounds tempting. That, yes. That, that's Christmas present material for her. Yeah. All right. You All ready? right. First impressions. Phenomenal. No burn. Long finish. Long finish. 
Yeah. Not a lot on complexity, but the flavor that is there is just on point. Someone seems to be in heaven over there. Over oh, a, a sweet Jesus, yes. Delicious 12-year-old. Oh. So I will repeat this for anyone listening, but I did say this off the record earlier. This bottle on the shelf that he's drinking, the Yamazaki 12, is $160 at retail. It is very hard to come by. And on secondary market, it can go upwards of $400. So I had to get one as this is when I bought it, the most expensive bottle I had just to see what $400 is. And it's worth it. Oh, it's worth it. I see why people chase this bottle down. This bottle I would chase. Jake, come on. Okay. Smell and taste. Wow. <laughs> wow. An explosion of flavor in yeah. your mouth. Yeah. I, I can't describe it. I uh, There's so many different flavors yep. that are not bad that it's just a, a beautiful culmination. It's, it's like the leathery notes, the floral notes, uh, almost the almost almost an apple. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of that from of the that. Japanese. I get a lot of the, the crisp apple. So I don't know if that's the, the wood that they're using. That may be a characteristic of the wood that they use. Almost, almost like a lavender, kind of a yeah. Taste too, you know what I'm saying? Oh, just kind of a sweet, oh, mellow. I'm, I'm gonna have a pour of that in a minute. Man, and the fact that it's aged 12 years, you get that wood characteristic yes. in there too. Yep, yep. I can taste the wood. I actually have a a silver tequila in oh, the store. I can still taste the wood. I, it's 30 seconds since. Oh, it's still. There. Oh, it has a long finish. It has yeah. a long finish. Oh my! It's the beauty of it. My, that is a phenomenal scotch. My my tongue is in heaven. The Japanese have always had the mindset: if you're gonna do it, overdo it. Yeah. And they nailed scotch. Brother, God bless you for bringing that. That's okay. that's phenomenal. You said you wanted the Japanese tour, and this is the pinnacle that I could offer. Wow. So I'm gonna put a little bit of water in the balconies. Not that it needs it. But I want to see what the characteristics change. So, what did you think of the Nika coffee? I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It, it, <laughs> it is not. But you're paying a third of the price right, too. Right. But Fifty-five dollars on the shelf versus one hundred and sixty. Yep. Yep. And I, had, I had told you I really like Lagavulin, and that does have just a hint of that. That peaty. Peat, okay. Just a hint. Like I, I, I did say that this is probably the most peated one that I have. Yep. But yeah, you you seem to be quiet and enjoying it, so I was curious what your thoughts were. Yeah, I didn't even know you had poured it. Oh yeah. Oh, I gave it to him to read the label, and he, he uh, decided to take it upon himself to uh, help himself. Oh, he, he and fin- that's what it's for. He finished off his last one. <laughs> that is what rare bourbon and whiskey is for. So, is for so much for nursing there, Jay. Yep. Well, you ooh, know. ooh, that sweetness just shines now. Mm-hmm. You did you pour the the balconies? Uh huh. Take a sip and then add water and then get that smell. Oh, wait a minute. Sweet, isn't it? That's more candy. Yes. That's what I'm picking up with the water now. There's it's there, so much so much stronger now. Okay, there's the butterscotch. Yes. That I originally smelled. Mm-hmm. Leather and butterscotch. And it tastes it too. I 
alcohol abuse. Golf trip. <laughs> Pretty foul. Check. Give that up. Oh, it's so smooth. That Yamazaki, man, that is amazing. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I was scared when I saw it, and I had a, it was a screw top. I was like, oh, man, it's trash. Boy, was I wrong. This is more peppery. Yes, yes. You want to try No, I'm good. Okay. okay. Yep. No, that, that, I'm sorry. You know what? Do <laughs> you need another pour? Nope. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. All right. We got important stuff to talk about. Yes, yes. Self-defense. Absolutely. Or was it? Dude. Aim high, Stop. make it mean. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm, I'm, I always have to go within the line of fire. Aim high, make it quick. Stop me on that, okay? <laughs> I, I noticed on the, the previous episodes, I said the word absolutely way too much. And I just did it again. So, yeah, catch me. Right. Hmm. All right, we'll sip on these. All right. Let's get into this. Uh, Jake. Yes, sir. Now, I, I've been pretty apprised of the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, situation in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I've, I've kept up with it. You've familiarized yourself with it today, and we got Chris in on this. And I'm sort of up to speed, forming my own opinions. Here we go. All right. Now, more information has come to light that has uh, really, well, as you know, the mainstream media does not bother to put out anything that's going to help anyone uh, in any good way. It's unless it's going to help a Democrat, quite plainly. Matter of fact, they muddied the issue, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, they do. All right. Now... What I have heard, I have not verified, but what I have heard uh, today is something that initially kicked off this entire thing was that the guys who originally started chasing Rittenhouse, they had set a dumpster on fire and they were pushing it towards that car lot. Kyle got a hold of a fire extinguisher and he put the fire out really and it pissed him off that's what kicked off all of these events at that point they started uh chasing kyle now there had been the uh and dang it i do not have the names anyway the first guy who was shot there had been uh, so, so what you said there be consistent with with what we've heard about you know Kyle have, being there to begin with. He was there, you know, to help protect that business and manage property right, yeah. and manage property. He was there with a medical kit in case people needed help. So, you know, you know, hearing that that he put out this this dumpster fire kind of goes in line with everything that I'm hearing of why he went there to begin with. So it yeah. sounds like he was doing what he was there to do right. when he did that. Now. Make no mistake about it, I I will hold the kid accountable. He did screw up, all right? Number one, he's only 17 years old. He lives in Illinois. Now, extenuating circumstances where he lives is, is less than half an hour from Kenosha. Kenosha is literally right across the border from uh, 
uh, Illinois. Right. I know because I took the train from Chicago back in 92, or not, what was it? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Back in 93, I got on the train in the summer to go up to the Renaissance Festival in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And from the main terminal in downtown Chicago, it only took me 45 minutes to get to Kenosha on the train, which stops at every little town. Right. So it's a very short trip. He's literally right across the state line. But, number one, he did screw up. He took. I drive forty minutes to work every day, so I mean, I, I, exactly. <laughs> that's, oh. not, that's nothing. Okay, he carried a, uh, a weapon across state lines, being underage. In the state of Wisconsin, I have discovered that in the Wisconsin state code, nine forty eight I believe is what it was. Um, they it is illegal for anyone under the age of 18 to possess any quote unquote dangerous weapon is what they say in their code so yes Kyle screwed up he was carrying under the age of 18 uh, open carrying number two he crossed the state lines that creates a potential federal offense okay the kid screwed up he did it with good intentions but he made bad decisions. What, what, isn't there? Uh, I heard there was an. Uh, there's an exception though, to that. Um, it, uh, from what I understand, it applies. You know, the the, the minor carrying a dangerous weapon applies to a short barreled rifle or short barreled shotgun, and the minor has to have completed a firearms safety course of some sort. Which that information I'm not aware of yet. I don't know if he's done that yet. Right. That's what we don't know. So if if, if he satisfied that, then then he was legal. Except in the state of Wisconsin, he was a resident of Illinois. So he was a resident of the other state. Right. So was he hired by the property managers, or did he personally own and have stake in that property? Because that would put him and the weapon into a business class. That's a good question, but no, I do not believe he had any kind of personal stake in that. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's a used car but, lot. Like I said, we don't know if he was hired by that company. I believe from his own uh, statements that he was and, just vigil, not right, vigilante, he, but freelance. Just no, uh, he volunteered. Right. Okay. He, volunteered. he saw a need. He saw things happening. Right. Um, the kid I mean, it is, was there with a group. It wasn't just him. He right. Was there with a whole group of guys. Well, right. look. Okay. Kyle Rittenhouse has been following for a number of years. Um, you know, the kid wants to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. All right. He wants to go into law enforcement. So he's been supporting Back the Blue, uh, Thin Blue Line, all of that. And he saw a need, and he decided to take it upon himself. Mm. So he volunteered. That was the word I was looking for. Right. Yeah. He he got... He was not paramilitary or hired gun. No, not at all. And, and honestly, his, his you know his stated uh, purpose for being there, like I said, was... Uh, medical medic, assistance. Medical yeah. assistance. And he did have a medical bag. So he was... He, he was the gun was the, just the gun self-defense. For self-defense, but he was there for a medical purpose. Right. Carrying the gun was technically... Yeah, well... Yeah. Maybe illegal. illegal. It, it was illegal. Right. All right. No gray that area. is beside the fact. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. If they bust him on those charges, so be it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's fine. Carrying across state lines, carrying the weapon, 
it doesn't matter. What matters is what uh, the incidents that actually took place. But this kid, I mean, he was actually videoed several hours earlier cleaning graffiti off of a high school in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that had been sprayed by all these idiots, you know, Antifa and BLM. And no, I don't even want to get into it. Uh, I, I I know we all. So so my take on this. They're all out there to protest and all of this in the midst of a pandemic. I noticed not a single soul in that video wearing a face mask. So they obviously I noticed a bunch of them had scarves around their necks and stuff like like they had them, but they you know yeah they yeah were so, so busy so rioting that they couldn't put them on. Obviously, at this point, they're willing to risk their lives for the the protest that they believe in outside of curfew. So at that point, if they've declared curfew, have they declared martial law? Because at that point, he's just guarding property. No, they have not declared martial law. By, and technically, if they had declared mar, uh, curfew, then Kyle was also right. But that, so, along so with the five hundred, exactly everyone too. else there. Yeah. Yes, and and it gets into the the whole militia thing. Okay, militia by yeah, order of the Second Amendment. Okay. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. According to the Constitution, Kyle Rittenhouse did not have any issues. According to the Constitution, according to state laws, that is different. Uh, I'm of the opinion that the Constitution supersedes state laws because... You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's supposed (laughs) to. Anyway, so... Kyle gets in there. Um, the, the first incident, and mind you, all three of the... Oh, yeah, I really want to try that Abika. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Squirrel? Not, yeah, not <laughs> too heavy. All right. The very first incident, uh, the guy that chased him down, who ended up getting shot in the head. I forgive me. I'm not going to bother looking it up. Uh, I've got too much bourbon in me. Um, I don't. I don't care about their names. They were idiots. They were criminals. They were deviants. Don't it, it, instigate with a man with a gun. Yeah. Simple as that. Don't chase a man with a gun and expect not to get shot. That guy was also on camera. What an hour before? Yeah, about know, an hour and a half before. Other armed people so aggressively no, shoot me, shoot me, shoot proceeding. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm going to quote the guy. Shoot me. You're not going <laughs> to like this. You're not going to like this. And whoever you are on the other end listening to this, you're not going to like this. But the guy was yelling repeatedly, and it's on video. You can look it up yourself. Shoot me, nigga. Shoot me, nigga. In the presence of several, uh, well, quite a few black people. Nobody reacted. And he's a white guy. And he is a white guy who's uh, also a multi-time criminal and felon. So, you know, he, in my opinion, the guy deserved what he got. But anyway. Uh, not a good guy is what you're saying. Oh, not at all. And all three of them that attacked Kyle Rittenhouse, none of them were good guys, period. But that doesn't take away their rights. That does not take away their rights. What does take the take away their rights was the fact that he that that each one of them attacked 
Oh. Attacked Kyle Rittenhouse. And it started with, you know, they started a dumpster fire. Kyle puts it out. That pissed him off. They started chasing him. The first guy threw something. Don't know what. To me, in the video, it looked like it was a bag on fire. Um, my opinion, based on some previous photos from just an hour or so before, where he was holding a clear plastic bag with mm-hmm. some spray paint cans okay. in it. Okay. I it, believe it wasn't a feather pillow. No, no, <laughs> no it was a. Uh, right. It was something to intend harm. Right. He threw something. It was not. I don't believe it was something on fire. I, I, it was not a Molotov cocktail. It would have blown up. Well, just later in that video, it looked like from that faraway angle, it looked like something bright orange inside of that plastic. And it caught the light. Yeah, the plastic caught the light. Oh my gosh, that'd be good. And so that is a blend of twenty four. That's why the decanter is Have so you ornate. It? Did you? No. He smelled. Oh, smell? he smelled. He smelled. Yeah, so, did you get that fruit? I got all kinds of fruit. That fresh apple, but smooth like Buffalo Trace. Oh, that's even more peaty than the. Okay. Than, okay. than the Nika. Nika. Yeah. Nika. 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 This is how I've heard it pronounced. I only repeat what I hear because I don't try and make the these two, words the up. The two K's are throwing me. Yeah. Nika Kofe. That's my guess. All right. But still, you know. So the guy throws something at him right at at the moment he throws the bag at him. And I think it's important to to note Kyle Rittenhouse is running away from the guy. He was was being chased. He was running away from him with his back to him. So he's not the aggressor in the situation. He He is absolutely. trying to get out of the situation. Right. And, And this happens like split second. Okay. Kyle's running. He's being chased by that guy who eventually gets shot. And at the same time, there's someone behind that guy who fires off a handgun. You can see the muzzle flash in the video. You can hear the sound. Okay. At that point, Kyle hears that gunshot directly behind him, turns his head and looks and sees this guy right on top of him. And he defends himself. He did not pull the trigger until that aggressor had his hand on the barrel. That's how close he was before he, he fired. No, no, you're thinking of the second one. Okay, okay. No, no I think that was that was that one. I mean, it was, it was on top of him because it was he fired. it was a, a statement made by uh, I guess uh, one of the other guys that were <laughs> the, there. The sniper, one of the snipers, right. Right. that arrived on the scene while he was making the phone call. Right. He made a statement to the police after the fact, saying, um, "Yeah, uh, this this guy chased him, cornered him in between these cars. Um, they they." You know, engaged each other, and the guy grabbed his gun. He pulled away from it. The guy came after him the second time, and that's when he fired. Okay. Well, so that's how close they were. They were in wrestling distance before he opened fired. Wow. Okay. That's news to me. All right. So, I, because what I've seen so far is, you know, it's chasing him, it, and I could not get a close enough view. It's stupid cell phones. I need to look on a bigger screen. Yeah, and that's that's the problem with that one is we don't have clear video of it. Yeah, yeah all the video is very grainy, video. 30 frames per second. That's the difference between that first one and the other two. The other two are, are much different. I have a uh, 
a visitor over my shoulder peeking out for dinner. Yeah, her name is Mac and Cheese. <laughs> we have a ball python, very pale yellow, and a tank right behind Chris's shoulder. And, uh, in an aquarium. Not, uh, yes, not, yes. yes. In a... Yeah. Yes, in, or I would not tank. be sitting in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to hurt you, and she's as big as she's ever going to get. She's, she's beautiful and completely stupid. All right, so uh, the guy's chasing him, um, and so... So the guy gets the gets his hands on the barrel of the rifle before mm-hmm. Kyle fires those According four shots. According to the statement from the the other guy. Yep. All right. So he gets on the phone um, to someone we don't know to whom yet. And I would assume it's either police or mm-hmm. his lawyer or mm-hmm. his mother <laughs> or yeah, a friend. It, it, it's got to be we don't know yet. Some trusted source. Yep. But he is on the phone. Very. That's very clearly visible. You know, he checks on the guy. He goes back and checks on the guy that he just shot. Yeah. Yep. And, okay. you, and you see him sling his rifle and pull pull around his bag, and that's when the guy, I, I guess he was a journalist that pulled yes. his shirt off. Right. There was a journalist, uh, Elijah, I can't remember his last name. I think it's Elijah something or other, um, was there, and he pulled his shirt off and used it as a wrap to uh, put it on the guy's head so they could get a him. A compression wrap. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. So, at that point, that's when people start yelling at Kyle. Uh, what, what did you... Get the MFR. Okay. All right. And Kyle, Kyle was on the phone at that time, and the, there was somebody in the background that yelled, Get that MFR. Again. Mm-hmm. And you so, he turned around. He's leaving the scene well, that's, and that's not being started. the aggressor. Right. And an aggressor is pursuing him again but he did not leave the scene until right threats were made and, right right and then, that's my point until a new aggressor approached him he stayed to offer medical assistance well at that point uh, you know you've got you've got uh, i don't know how many people standing around there and yeah there's no point, aerial there's shots a mob, okay yeah. there's a mob of people that are like get that mfr and i'm not sticking around no i'm not sticking know? around either i might stay on the phone but i'm running right and let's get to someplace safe and make a phone call you know <laughs> let's not stay in that situation and make you know a situation that's already bad worse so it's what uh what they say about a minute and a half later mm-hmm. that uh that he's running from this mob who then chase him down. Kyle trips and falls. Nobody knocks him down. He does He does get hit in the back of the head. There was like a, a raised median that he, he tripped on because he was watching over his shoulder. The guy that had just smacked him in the back of the head. And he right. Understandably trying to, trying so. Trying not to get hit by this guy. Yeah, yeah. and that's very understandable. Uh, he does get hit in the back of the head. He doesn't fall at that point, but he does eventually trip. Which is where uh, gunshot victim number two smacks him over the back of the head with a skateboard. Which it's and as someone who used to skate in high school, the metal trucks are not forgiving. You could break a jaw, you can break a skull, and that guy swung that like a weapon at yeah. the back of the skull, yeah, uh, on, near the spine. Uh, it, looked like that, he, but, it looked like he, he kind of the... missed and kind of caught him with the side of the deck. And not like the metal framework of the so the meat, not the bone. Yeah, he well, but I guarantee you, his intent was to hit him with the metal part of the the aluminum 
suspension. Right. And he wasn't the only guy on him at this point. He had the one guy kicking him in the head. You know, you see the freeze frame of the guy with his leg, like, foot right in front Although, of his face. And kudos to the guy who uh, kicked him with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, or holding his pants up. Yeah, or he, <laughs> he might have been holding his pants up. Right. But so from from the video, it looks like he shot at the guy that that was trying to kick him. It looked like he fired around there, maybe missed, and then the guy with the with the skateboard swung at him, hit him more or less, yeah, and then got up at, to swing again, and that's when uh, you know and grabbed he, his rifle, right, right, swung at him, and then went for the rifle, right, and then when he after he got a little bit of separation, the guy was coming back at him again, and that's when he fired. So, I, I want to make several points clear. I applaud this kid for being there. One, to render medical aid when the EMTs were not going to go near the place. Yep. Two, to defend privately owned property when he wasn't asked to. To clean up the streets from people who were just there to just cause militia and harm and uh, unrest. But not only that, he's attacked multiple times in wrestling arm distance. He's accused by a large mob, and all of this, he's tripped, he's fallen, he's been hit four or five times, Yep, been hit with whatever was thrown at him, been hit with the skateboard, been kicked at. Chased. Chased. For, it, for about So a you've now. got to imagine, imagine the amount of adrenaline running through this guy in his flight or fight situation. Yep. And the fact that he had enough resistance Presence to only mind. pull the trigger when necessary, more people should be like that. Yeah. He did not fire. He did not empty that clip. He was not there to cause harm. He did not show up with a worn down spring from an AR-15 that turned it into a full auto. He did not change the pins out to make it a full auto. He was there with a single shot, single burst to defend himself. Yep. And he did so. And the people are mad because he did it with precision. Yeah, he did. And th there was there was one one. He young, only shot when necessary. Absolutely. And there was one guy standing right in between the two guys that he shot with his hands up. And he didn't get shot. And he didn't get shot. The guy, you know, Kyle didn't even point his weapon at him. And the third victim charged, stopped, pulled out a, a handgun, armed himself at a peaceful protest, and y'all are mad that someone has a gun. Which, by the way, but Jake, you mentioned that you saw he had his hand behind his back pulling that pistol, yeah. running up on Kyle. Yeah, I think it was in uh, Colin Noir's video that I saw. It was a different angle. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was a little bit like in the middle of the street angle, and you just watch him run by. And you see the, the guy who got shot last, she got shot in the arm. You see you see him, you know, he had the backpack. Mm -hmm. You see him running down the street with, with his hand on the pistol he in the small of his He is the back. aggressor. Yep. Yeah. He is going after a man laying in the street on his back. Yep. How is that self-defense? How is it not self-defense? Yep, exactly. No, no. How is the aggressor self-defense? Right. The right. man who got shot in the arm. Right. That's pursued a man laying on his back with a gun drawn. And I got to say, you know what? It's He's a lousy shot. Yeah, well, he never got a shot off, but... He I, got he got one. Oh, yes, he did. And I've seen the photos. And he lived to tell about it. So that means that... that and he the ran guy, his mouth. He ought to be charged with with attempted murder. Mm-hmm. 
murder in the first. Yep. Because he thought about killing that man before pulling the gun and charging. And he was chasing after. Oh, him he already had the gun, gun out. with his R- hand on well, his gun. Well, you can see he stopped. And drew his weapon. Yeah. And he, then charged again. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Running towards Kyle, chasing him, he already had his hand that, on the pistol. That would be murder in the first degree. Yep. Yes, it would. Not not in the, the second or third where it would be, you know, self-defense. But in the first, because it was meditated yeah, at that it's point. it's not manslaughter. It's attempted murder mm-hmm. in the first degree. Hmm. And he's mad because he got shot in the arm. He's lucky. Yeah. The other two don't have a side of the story to tell. Yep. Boo-hoo, don't bring a gun to a, a gunfight and get mad you got shot. Exactly. You lose your rights when you uh, uh, pursue someone laying on the ground because you think you're better than them. A little ASMR there for us, Chris. How about that? Oh, yeah. Hmm. All right. So uh, the one who got shot in the chest, he absolutely deserved it. He smacked him on the head with the, the skateboard. He was trying to inflict cause, harm. Yeah. He was trying on to a man harm. laying on his back. Yeah. Yes. He tried to hit a guy laying on the ground in the head with a skateboard. So, he, he, you know, <laughs> although none of us are, are lawyers, I'm just a damn truck driver. You're an IT guy. You're a liquor store manager. All right. Nope. No. But we're normal people with critical thinking skills. Unlike a bunch of these Assholes running around burning shit with no mask on. <laughs> I I I've worn a mask twice. Do you know why I've worn a mask twice? Let me explain it to you. Number one, we go to our down in the woodlands. Mm-hmm. Right, there is a bookstore in a house run by a guy, um, and his father lives there with him. And And out of respect for the elder. Out of respect for his father who does have health problems, Mm -hmm. he politely asked, and our entire family wore masks to go into his home. Mm -hmm. All right. Which, by the way, dude, if you can get down there, uh, Books in the Woods, I believe is what it's called. Okay. It, it it's it's an experience. So I'm not much of a book reader, but I am excited for uh, Ernest Klein's Ready Player Two. It comes out this December. I actually read the book long before Spielberg picked up the rights to the movie. And phenomenal book. Yeah, if if you can get out there, or you, Jake, uh, if you like bookstores, this is a book bookstore in a house. By the way, in it incorporate it's it's a maze. It's amazing. That's why I wore the mask the first time. The second time was when I went to my eye doctor to get my contacts. All right? All right? My eye doctor, she takes care of her elderly parents. Her father has has had uh, cancer and kidney problems and everything else. And she said, you don't have to wear a mask, but I'm going to stay as far away as possible from you to do the exam. And I said, because you gave that information to me, I said, out of respect for you and your parents, because you take care of them, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for you. And I had one in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I pulled it out. That's the only other time that I've worn a mask. The rest of it, I'm not putting up with this bullshit. Oh, I agree. I will wear one completely. only when going into a store beyond that. Like the restaurant that asks you to wear it from the door to the table. What's the difference? Yeah. I'm, I, I don't even do that. That's the point. 
Yeah. Do you know what I tell people? If anybody asks me, if anybody really presses the issue, what I'm going to tell them, I haven't had a chance to yet. I'm going to say, when I have a medical issue, number one, it's illegal for them to ask what the medical issue That's it. is. We can't ask you to prove it. All right. But if anybody tries to push the issue, you know what my medical issue is? I, ask, I will tell them, I have bilocational craniotesticular fortitude. My my biggest thing is, who wants you to wear a mask in Texas coming into a liquor store? When have you ever been asked to wear a mask coming into a liquor store? Uh, sir, if you're going to rob me, please cover your face. Oh, good Lord. Here, here's my, my favorite one, and, and you may have a different opinion. I, I come to find out later on he was uh, stretching the truth, but he refused to wear a mask. Because he wanted to open carry, knowing full well all my paperwork is up to par, saying he cannot carry in the store. So he didn't want to wear a mask that is like a six foot by six foot sign on my front doorway so that he could illegally carry the gun in. Wait, do you have a 30 out six or a 30 out seven sign at your uh, 30 out seven for open carry? Mm -hmm. Yes, we changed them at the beginning of the year. So no open carry, but concealed is okay? Uh, I'd have to consult the paperwork, but uh, you well, don't tell me about it. I don't care, and I don't push the issue, but the well, guy wanted to you, make it. Do you have one or two different signs? Two. English so, and Spanish, too. So we actually have four. So he's got 30 at 6, 30 at 7. Mm -hmm. Does he really? Yes. Oh. How did I not notice that at the entrance to your store? Uh, if you look at where the register is, it's below where the register is, but you'll notice all of our glass is not tinted, so it is visible from the outside. Hmm. We do have all the appropriate signage. We did change it because it went from concealed to open, so we did have to change it at the beginning of the year. I will let you know that I have never noticed the signage. It is not easily noticeable upon entering the store. He just wanted to make a, a fuss that he would rather carry his gun into a liquor store illegally than to put on a mask. That was my issue. So you're telling me you'd rather break the law than to save your own self. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Come to find out later, because he said he couldn't cover his face because that would go against the, the concealed carry or open carry. Come to find out there's nothing about that. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I hadn't... Exactly, because how are you going to be up in the northern panhandle with weather gear on? You can't conceal based on his logic. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's laws that say if you're in the commission of a crime and you're wearing a mask, it, it compounds the crime. But I, I, I don't well, know... Well, he was definitely in the crime in that one. Right. I don't know that there's a... You know, you can't wear a mask and carry... Law. I mean, I've no, no, there is abs absolutely not any, any kind of. Uh, but that was my big thing. He just wanted to make a fuss that he'd rather break the law by carrying in the store than to put on a mask. No, that that was uh, established early on that uh, having to wear the mask because of a state ordinance or mandate mm -hmm. and carrying legally is is perfectly fine. Texas, it is fine. I checked into that early on. And trust me, 
uh, I'm not abiding by the mask mandate, but yeah, I think we need to push back against it for sure. I wear one, uh, you know, I do IT and a lot of our clients are in Houston and they're under mandate, you know, to wear it when they're at work, when they can't social distance. And so as a service company, you know, we're going into their business and we're, um, you know, abiding by their rules. And so if I'm, if I'm working for my employer, I'm working at a customer site and the customer requires it, I, I wear it and I don't complain. Hmm. Um, but personally, I push back against it every chance I get. Well, and I was told in the very beginning uh, by the manager for my contractor that uh, even going through security that I was to wear a mask. You know, I haven't done it once. And there are two security guards working at night. One wears a mask and gloves and goggles. <laughs> and the other guy, he's, a, he's, he's just an old guy and he just doesn't give a damn. And neither one of them has ever said a word to me. Okay. She just wants to comply. And old, the old guy, he doesn't care. Yeah. So... I have never worn a mask going into my work or coming out in the morning. Even the guy who gives me a hassle about my bags, which I stopped dealing with that guy, um, he has never once said a word to me about the bag or about, about the, the mask, mask coming yeah. in, uh, coming through. Because I don't talk to him. Now, here recently I've talked to him because I tried to get him to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Hey, Chris. I uh, know. She's very active. She she is. Yeah, she's... I'm not a big fan of mac and cheese, though. <laughs> <laughs> but she is beautiful, though, right? You you can appreciate the beauty of the coloration. Right? I like the glass. <laughs> that separates us. <laughs> I think she'd look really pretty on a pair of boots or... Oh, great Chanel purse. <laughs> oh, good Lord, man. You know, if Elliot was here, she'd get... I know. Oh. I know. Yeah. What time is... Oh, she might be getting off for it. Oh. Yeah. She's not here to hear you. That's a good thing. So we're we going to get to talk about energy and, and the lovely stunt that they pulled? Oh. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Um... Uh, uh, 6.03 p.m., mm -hmm. our power went out here. Okay. Precisely five hours later, 11.03 p.m., the power came back on. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing. My wife, she said, you can't convince me any different. This is one of the most conservative counties in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. Montgomery County went down at 6.03. Mm-hmm. She said, I think it went down because of the Republican National Convention and the fact that Trump was speaking. It was the final night. All right. Dude, let me tell you, 20 minutes after Trump finished speaking, our power came back on here in the house. Because I was driving. I was listening to the whole thing. I listened to the entire hour and a half plus speech. Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, one of my favorite signs. Uh, I did watch the one of the final tours for Rage Against the Machine, and one of their oh fuck those guys! Come on, <laughs> I like their music. I, I would I rather have message. I would rather have Rage Against the Machine 
than because they never came to Texas and said, fuck Texas. I can't stand, what was it? Pearl Jam. I didn't go to the concert, but my best friend went to the concert, said he stopped the show, had Bush's head on a stick, lit it on fire, and pissed on it on the Woodland Stadium. Don't come to Texas if that's the kind of message you want to... to How do you not get arrested for... I mean, obviously, he he had to uh, unzip his britches for... For the same reason that Snoop Dogg's allowed to have joints on stage, it's in his contract. (laughs) But, I mean... Don't trump a lot, though. Come on. But, I mean... If you're you know, going and, and to and go I was to wanting to like Pearl Jam's new album, I've listened to a few. Tracks. So I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit after that, I was just like, mm, that, no, don't, don't come to Texas and say piss on Bush. Don't. Now this had to be during Bush's presidency. Yes, it was during Bush Senior. Uh, I want to say it was during the first election. Bush Not, Senior or Junior? Uh, junior. Okay. Not during the second term. All right. W. Yeah. But so. One of the so hedge, not shrug, or bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, little bush. Yeah, yeah. So the the funny part is, I watched the the DVD for the final tour of uh, Rage Against the Machine, and the thing that stuck out the most of me was one, they were actually fired upon for an illegal protest while they were having a, and and I can I can commend them for standing up because they didn't have guns. They just had a microphone and a message. No reason to get shot at. Yes, it was rubber bullets. No one was killed, but no reason to be shot at. But during one of their protests during the daylight, someone held up a sign that says for sale. And it said Republican National Convention. That stood out to me the most. Hmm. Because let's face it, we're all for sale to the highest bidder. That that message stood out more to me than anything the band had to say on stage. And they were playing outside the Democratic National Convention. Wow. Someone had a lot of intelligence to make that sign. Because that wasn't a, it was a, just a for sale, like a house sign you stick in the yard. And where, where you write the phone number, it said Republican National Convention. That stood out more to me. I can respect someone who can think for themselves. Critical thinking skills are, mm-hmm. well, the, number one, they're not taught in the schools anymore. They're Common sense is, is just not. Common sense is very rare. Ugh, it's rarer than a, a Yamazaki 12. You can buy a Yamazaki. You can't buy a common sense. And you can't donate it to the, the people that need it the most. <laughs> Though I have tried. I have tried. I, you know what? I think on that note, I think we're probably going to have to shut this episode down. All right. But before we do that, I'm going to taste this Clyde Mays. And then we're going to call it quits. What do you think, Jake? Sounds good to me, bro. To be continued. All right. So what are you going to in the nose? Uh, you know what? Here. Okay. I think I've had a little too much. Your nose is done? Yeah. Very sweet. Butterscotch, but there is something else there I can't. 
I can't pinpoint it. I'll give it a shot, Jake. Sure. sure. Which which is good because when you get multiple smells, you get complexity, you get flavor. And this is one you haven't tried yet. I haven't tried that one yet. Would you like to? I would. Would you like to try it out of the Norland? I no, got, I, get, got, I get, get like a almost a caramel and an oak kind of a vibe out of that. There you go. Cleanse your palate. I got cooties, Chris. Uh, I saw the cure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. I, I, there's not a day I go by where I don't hear someone say, thank God you're essential. Yeah, I like being here too. Very smooth. It is. You want to taste? A short finish. Not very long and lingering. Mm. A short finish. Oh, oh, but it's creeping back. I know. It does creep back. Okay. That that complexity. It's a two part. <laughs> It's got an end credit scene. It, it does come back. It creeped it, back on me. It's like a Marvel cinema. Yeah. Yep, it's like an MCU movie. It's all connected, and it'll be continued when they see fit. I kind of like it. I mean, it's certainly no Yamazaki. But you're paying a third of the price. If you'd have started with that, it'd probably been a little bit better, right? But you know what? It's, <laughs> it, it, this would be a it's good, a good sipper. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. sipper. Yeah. Good maybe, sipper. Maybe over ice. Nah, I yeah. haven't done anything over ice in months, man. Ever since I started this journey, I I've been doing neat straight all the way. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes a, a splash of water is not a bad thing because I do have an E. H. Taylor Rye that. Mm, okay, it, it's spicy. Now before we shut this down, I'm going to give you and everybody else a little tip. All right, there's a way. Okay, do you like the big, nice, clear ice cubes? I'm going to give you a. Very simple, cheap method to get them. I have one of those oh, contraptions. No. no, not a contraption. Get you one of those little uh, six-pack uh, rectangular coolers. Mm -hmm. The ones that you can pop the lid off of it. Igloo. Yeah, igloo. Fill it up with water. Put it in your freezer for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. When 24 hours is up, pull it out. Flip it upside down. What you're going to end up getting is... Uh, with the lid off, you're talking about. With the lid off, mm -hmm. okay? It's going to freeze from the top down. It's going to be crystal clear. There's still going to be some water down at the bottom. When you flip it over, it's going to make a mess. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have a nice, clear block of ice. So the best way to get clean, clear ice is to boil it first. Ooh. So those little ones where you, you see the little cubes and whatnot, mm -hmm. if you boil it first, like a tea kettle or, or just a pot, and then pour it in there and then freeze it, it boils out all the impurities. So everything that we have, the fluoride and everything that we have from water in the tap, will be eliminated at that, at that point. So, yeah, your cooler will work. But if you boil it first, it'll, it'll be all clear. She's heading back. She had enough. She <laughs> said we're done with the tasting. She's gone. <laughs> all right, brother. She just wanted some bourbon. Some damn fine bourbon at that. 
Dude, you brought some amazing stuff. All right. Thank you for the uh, the first batch. Not a that problem. That was excellent. I just wish I could replicate it. Finish it up, brother. Well, yeah, yes. we're going to kill this atro. Let's hit it, Jake. Crank it up, brother. All right. We got Chris here. We got Big Jake. And this is Radar. We are out. We appreciate you. God bless. Love your country. And appreciate your freedom and know what you've got.